0: Episode 193 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Bring you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. This week, in honor of Labor Day weekend, this is when this will be launching. Hopefully you're listening. Um, we're going to just talk about a little bit of all of the things we've done throughout the year to improve our property and get ready for season. Um, there's a ton of work that goes into a 100 acre piece um, to keep it growing and increase the quality of deer on your property so we kind of just hit on a few things like that, uh, what we've learned throughout the property. And we're actually, first time we've had a mid-episode guest uh, appearance um, from our good buddy, Austin Underline. So he joins us on to uh, finish out the episode. But we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. You've all earned it. Uh, why don't we just quit don't rambling and get tuned into this saying, week's episode.
1: I pull up my- truck and when i slammed the door i heard gobbles all around me let's see it. Alaska moose spot and sock. that is the bucket list i agree <laughs>
2: Tom, you said you were running this one. Well, I still thought you would bring us in. Oh, well, I've been out for so long. I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. I hope you have a good excuse. Uh, My house was full of bees. I had a big bees nest living under the floor. And uh, the place that I rent, the back door, is uh, it lets a lot of water in when it rains. So the floor is very rotted. And... So the bees, like came, they got under the siding, and then they're like, oh, all this is rotted. We can just keep going. And then they got under the floor and then up into the house. And it's just been a real nightmare at my house the last week. So I'm sure you got it all squared away, though. I've been trying, but uh, it seems like
0: the more bees I kill, the more bees show up. So where does this fall with your landlord? Like, To me, it sounds like a landlord problem more than a tenant problem.
2: Yeah, it's one of them things. He just says, "Well, you deal with it, and let me know what it costs."
0: Yeah, he said That's if I, I have to buy
2: it. anything for it, then he'll pay for it, which is nice. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess you know your tenant, or your landlord, on a Very more well. personal le- level yeah. than just being your landlord. Yeah. So it's cool that you can just kind of work out that agreement. Maybe save your money on the rent or something if you do all the labor. Yeah. So. We'll We'll see like, yeah, it turns out I had with. to totally just build a new A-frame.
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're going to need to give me $100,000 right now. I don't think he's going to go for that. Probably not. You can try. Yeah, anyway.
3: Anyway, so as <laughs> Nick said that— I, I didn't was, say anything. Oh, I said it. Oh, as Frank said, I was going to kind of be running this show tonight, and we figured by the time you guys are listening to this— It'll be probably Sunday morning, 5 o'clock. I know Labor all, Day. I know. But Nick said he's been
2: releasing on Mondays lately because it's better for viewership. Yeah, for listen some reason.
0: So I don't know why, but like a couple days I was late on releasing and it seems like more people see it when it gets released on Monday because... They're at work. It, and, yeah, they're at work and it lights up their phone. Sunday at 5 a.m. most people aren't awake, so they see it and be like, yeah, I'm busy you know, doing whatever. Yeah. So I'll, I'll listen to that later and they forget about it. Mm-hmm. But when the notification hits on monday when they're already at work they're like oh sweet oh my goodness do we have a look at this, this is a special guest little visitor jumping in
1: what
0: oh. let me just fire you up over here austin austin it's good to see you what's going on make sure you get it all nice and close on that mic are we live right now oh we are live we're way in we rolling yeah you have to watch your mouth you can't oh There's okay st- <laughs> i'm just kidding how so, you guys doing good, good. Glad to have you in the studio. You Austin. guys just wrapping up right now? No, we're no, just getting started. Oh,
2: oh boy, just we're just there. kicking it off. dude. <clears throat> You're just in time.
0: Just yeah, we haven't even got to the meat and potatoes of the show yet. I don't think Tom's even told us what we're talking about tonight yet. Yeah, we don't even know what the meat and potatoes are.
1: Wow, it could yeah. be tofu. I did bring some bear fat too. So oh, oh. no, you did
0: not. I didn't even
3: know if that stuff existed. <laughs> no, it's here. So, anyways, meat and potatoes. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be Labor Day. So. I, I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And we kind of just wanted to quickly go over all of the work that we've done up at our headquarters property this summer. And, you
0: know, we're going to get into the why, too. You know, yeah. And the why, in the why how it is turned for out. Deer. Mm.
2: Big bucks. That's why we do it. We do it again and again.
3: Yeah. And because really, Labor Day kind of marks when we kind of put a halt on the work and stay out of the woods and kind of let the deer have a month off of no intrusion. I
2: was gonna say labor day is like exactly one month from
3: start of season. Yeah. So all of our, our labor getting ready for deer season is done, leaving the woods alone, let the deer get back on their natural routine. And uh, then come October, we go in and- Give smoke. them hell. Yeah.
2: Well, not Austin, cause he's an Ohio
3: guy, but.
1: Uh, might even be doing the 16th hunt. It's in two weeks. Where is that? In Ohio, Kentucky? Uh, Pittsburgh. No. Oh, you're going oh. down there. I was thinking about. All well, the guys from work were talking about it, so might even be doing that. There's is it, a buck. Y- yeah. What does that entail? I didn't I know you were talking doughs, about. It? I think it's buck. I I have to double check. They were just talking about it, so. Mm.
2: There's is it just, does like it open from then
0: until
1: yeah season yeah
2: it just opens early and yeah
1: two weeks early. I don't, is that two F or four F? There's what? still a bunch of doe tags left too, so.
0: I don't know. I know that, like, up in New York, uh, where our buddy Keith hunts, he, they have, like, an early rifle doe season before archery. Really? Yeah. Dude, if you could
2: shoot bucks, like, you could. when does that start? Do you have, like, it's a September chance September 16th, the, yeah. It's two that, weeks that before. It's, pre- uh, so there's probably no velvet, but it's the biggest chance you're going to get I got a
0: buck it. partially
1: velvet in the end of October. <laughs> you're
2: dumb. <laughs> Well, that would be sweet to shoot a velvet buck. That's, yeah, that's a little late for velvet, but still, I don't know if it chance.
1: is dough or not, so just dough or... I'd have to double-check before I sound like an idiot, so... <laughs> well, you do anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> <great. laughs> I'm just kidding, babe.
0: Oh, thanks. So, Tom, what, what have you done? So... What, what kind of labor have you put in?
3: So, we always... Try and start the year out in the summer. We kind of wait until, you know, turkey season wraps up, and then we start prepping for deer season. And typically the first thing we get into the ground is corn and soybeans. And it's really been not so much hit or miss with the corn and beans. It's more like miss and miss. It's all miss. (laughs) We did have good corn last year. I don't know why, but I guess the birds didn't wreak havoc on it. But this year, we got everything in the ground, late May, early June. Coming up, beautiful. And then you go up two weeks later, and the crows and blackbirds have picked every corn stalk, and the woodchucks and deer and rabbits have eaten the soybeans to the ground. Mm-hmm.
0: So I tell you what, the best corn... That we grew. It's all
1: Austin. Was Austin accidentally planting no, corn? No, he it did 100. Oh, right. that was intentional. I oh. actually asked Tom. I'm like, hey, can I put a couple of rows down the middle here? And yeah, that's the only corn that came in well. <laughs> so I think,
3: and this is just my theory. So, oh boy, planting the corn in the soybeans, and I, I see a lot of like whitetail farmers do this. Um, Plant and, corn with the beans. Yeah, and Austin was actually explaining it too the nutrients that the corn takes out of the ground, the soybean puts back into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think your corn, it's most crucial like the first two weeks after it sprouts. Mm -hmm. It's real small and the birds can pick it. But if you plant soybeans first or with the corn, the soybeans come up first and kind of hide that corn until it's tall enough to where the birds can't pick it out and Austin planted four rows of corn in the beans and all four rows came up perfect. Mm-hmm. So
2: so maybe that's something we explore next year or, or we just say fuck it and give up on it completely.
0: Tom said he wants no, to give it I'm another year. It a shot because we have <laughs> visual. confirmation that, yeah, it works. that it works.
3: So we're going to give it a try. See how it goes. And if this doesn't work, then, then I'm done. Tom, we've said that
2: for like four years. Yeah, but now. then like, I keep, This is the last time. And then we're like, you know what? We'll then we
3: more. find another piece of information. Yeah. You know, when me and Nick first started doing food plots, they didn't come out like they do now. Mm-hmm. It, it's a learning curve. Yeah. And we've been doing corn and beans for what? This was year four. three? <clears throat> no, this was year three. Three for corn, four for beans. Yeah. So it probably took us, what, four years to figure out food plots? So year number five, here yeah. we come. Well, yeah. So I think this is this is uh, this coming year
0: is our year. Nick, what are you doing? I'm trying to be discreet about showing you the difference in height with the microphone because you don't like me doing it on live. <laughs> wow, you're really killing it with the discreet. I've been right here. <laughs> you,
3: you're up here. Oh. Sorry, man. I'm not five
0: foot eight. Yeah, just kind of hunch over and talk like yeah. this. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a shorter chair. It's not good for the posture. Taller it table. sounds so much better. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so
3: I think next year might actually be our last attempt if it doesn't work. But I got high hopes because the way Austin has it going, that corn is looking good.
2: That Austin guy, he knows what he's doing sometimes. Oh, well, that's
3: just what from what I learned. My dad
2: that's in an, an Ohio trick?
1: No, my dad doesn't. It turns out pretty good every year, but yeah. Yeah, it keeps your soil about... The happy medium, so you don't have to put a extra fertilizer in next year, and hmm. works out pretty good. Good deal. Did so does your dad are, use any fertilizer? Yeah, yeah. He does a soil sample in the beginning of the year. And See, we even did that this year.
0: Yeah, everything came up.
1: It it was was, just, yeah,
2: it wasn't a soil issue that we had. It was. It was like, a nature
0: issue. Yeah. Birds
3: and what have
0: you. So tell me this. Are you planning on doing both fields, corn and beans? Oh, yeah. So we'll have twice the beans, twice the corn.
1: Mm. Going to be I mean, rolling dearie. in it. How well do the beans come up? When Just it, probably I'm, even a little bit better than most of the fields I've seen. But I mean, it, I don't know how or why it works so well, but I mean, it's proven from us that it, mm-hmm. it's, it does pretty well. So interesting. I'm not going to hold you to, to see the
0: it. one last try because I've been hearing that story for a while. Yeah. I got a good feeling. We'll be trying it for the next 10 years. <laughs> tell you what, once we get it figured out, though, we're going to know everything <laughs> not to do. Yeah. So
3: anyway, that was the first thing we did. And <laughs> as you could tell, it didn't really work out. Uh, we ended up mowing it and spraying it. and That was actually the second thing. What was, what was the, the first?
0: first? Trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah.
3: yeah. Started out with some trees. Um, we did, I don't know. I think it was just a small batch this year. It was like 500 total. It Which was like, sounds
0: like a lot, but saplings plant easy, so that's yeah. I mean, that's a weekend you know. easy.
3: Yeah, we did 300 oak and chestnut and then 200 pines, I believe. Something along those lines. Don't quote me on that. And it's kind of tough to tell because you plant them early spring when the field is low. and Yeah put them in the ground and now all the weeds are tall so they're taller than the trees Mm -hmm. but some of the trees that we planted three years ago have really taken off
2: yeah Mm -hmm. some
0: of them are eight foot tall yeah Yeah. really some of
3: those white pines that we planted that were you know just a couple inches they're three four feet tall now yeah so the fruits of our labor are starting to pay off i think in another 10-15 years all those trees that we planted in the field—it's going to make great bedding and food all in one. Because there's going to be mm-hmm. plenty of oak trees, plenty of pine trees, and there's still going to be enough sunlight for the goldenrods to come through. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be a thick, nasty mess of.
0: Yeah, I'm hope my perfection. I guess end goal with it is to attract deer to stay longer. Oh yeah. because um, like it seems like the rut gets nuts in there. Like for like a week, two week period, Frank and I saw tons of different shooter bucks. But then it, it, it's getting better, um, but it always seems to taper off the later we get into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I st- I did get a buck in December. I think was it was December or November? December. I think it was, I don't remember. Either way. Late, late November. I think no, it was, it was, yeah, was yeah, November. It was, it was definitely November. It was the opening day of gun in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 yeah so it was a week into the season for them. But uh, yeah, we don't typically see a ton of bucks the later we go, but it's getting better. And I think having all the trees and stuff in the woods, or I mean, in the fields, eventually it'll get it really thick and mm-hmm. hopefully hold deer longer.
3: And the selective cut logging that we did a few years ago, all the undergrowth, it didn't really take off until this year.
2: Yeah, and it's and looking,
3: well, oh, you walk through...
0: Like down the logging road and look up on that hillside? Oh, my God. I've got two spots on that hillside I plan on throwing a mobile setup. Yeah, good luck with that. I'll be there.
3: Browse for
2: days. Frank, if it's
0: not five yards, you can't even shoot. Oh, my God. Listen to him. I'll shoot a deer at 100 yards this year. I just watched a video of a guy shoot a mule deer at 98 straight on with a bow. I did
3: see that. That's a poke.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of people telling it was unethical and can't say I totally disagree. I'm thinking I'm one of the people. Yeah, I mean, a straight on shot, and I mean, he would right into the pump station. But That's crazy. Velvet muley, beautiful buck. Don't even get me started. But like you, you so the video you couldn't see his vitals, and then the arrow he comes arced to, it into it, the vitals. Yeah, the, like you can see its head, and then you the arrow comes up, disappears behind a bush, and then just sprayed blood. And I'm like, oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. Neat. But yeah. So after we get the, <laughs>
2: back
3: on topic, <laughs> after we get the corn and the beans in the ground, uh, usually wait till late July, early August, to do our other food plots, which consist of clover, chicory, turnips, radishes, oats, rutabaga. Yeah. If it's in the mix, <laughs> I don't think it is. Some of it. you'd be surprised. But what we started doing a couple years ago. Is every food plot that we start, we start out as a radish and turnip food plot, mm. and we underseed it with clover. So the first year it comes up, it beautiful turnips, and then the and following radishes. year it's just clover that mm-hmm. you just have to mow. And then every few years you kind of just rotate. So we always have turnips on the property, but there could be in different spots year
0: to year. Mm-hmm. They always seem like the turnips and radishes always seem to be the hottest spots early season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't just
3: keep planting turnips year yeah, after year. You right. got to rotate
0: it.
2: Yeah. And doing it every couple of years, you leave all that dead those dead roots in there and it really helps the clover come up the following year, then you leave that alone for a couple of years. Just and let it, the clover do its thing. It's a good tree stand snack too. Yeah, it is i love i love eating turnips
0: yeah big time so. it's, a, it's like an apple spicy chalky apple i don't know why no, they're just, not chalky they're, i mean they're a little chalky no. like if you compare You're it to picking an apple the wrong
2: ones why would you compare it to an apple nick because that's it's how nothing I, like an apple i kind of mm. eat it like an apple same shape same size no they're nothing like an apple it's not like i'm comparing apples to oranges yeah, you're comparing apples to radishes and turnips, and that's ridiculous.
1: Mm.
2: Well,
0: I'm still going to eat them. Oh, I'm going to eat them too. Even though the food plot bag does say not for human consumption. Well, they're wrong. But either way, we got those in the ground,
3: and all the food plots are coming in good. Clover looks good. Chicory, all all it looks good. Mm. And usually about that same time, uh, we get into doing our tree stand checking. And me and Nick, if you listened last week, kind of, I'm not going to go into great detail because last week we really hammered this home. Um, but it's just a good time of the year, a month out from the, or a couple months out from the season. Get all your trees pruned, give the deer enough time to get used to the shooting lanes that you cut in because mm-hmm. they definitely notice branches and saplings that get cut.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, where was I, what was I going to say there? I
3: don't know. Couldn't have been that important. It no. sounds like it's not important No, it at all. was... Um, Probably something stupid. Oh, no, it, no, that. this was
0: actually good. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think if we touched on it last week or not, but especially, like, the checking stands and everything, if you have somebody new hunting your property, that's, like, the perfect time to give them a tour of the property and help them learn where stand locations are at.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I know, like, Austin last year, it was your first year at our property. You came around when we did all of our stands. It kind of gives you an opportunity to see where tree stands are at.
1: Yeah, you can in be the like daylight. That's a yeah, lot of times people walking like on onyx or something like mm-hmm. see it in person. But yeah. yeah,
2: or if like you're just describing to somebody, yeah, you just walk down this way. And the first time they're going into a stand, it's pitch black yeah. on the first day.
0: They're gonna have a hard time finding it, even if it's in an easy spot to get to. Yeah, and we're some of ours are in easy spots, but like Austin's stand that he picked there's not really much of a trail leading to it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to know where it's at. Yeah. If you ask Austin, it's 30 yards off the hidden food (laughs) plot. Yeah, Austin doesn't do shit. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Everyone seems to find it when they're dragging a deer through (laughs)
0: cell. I still kind of wish I would have just not said a word to you guys and just drug it in front of your cell cam. That would have been funny. I would have loved that. I I would
1: have hung that picture on my wall somewhere. I guess we'll just have to
0: do it again. Surprised Austin didn't just take that stand down. So I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> tree's gone. gone. When it, he <laughs> cut, cut the whole the tree, tree down. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just take the stand; he cut the tree down. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so what other kind of labor have you done, Tom? Getting ready for the season. Um, I uh, pretty much wraps That's it up. Pretty much yeah. it for now. I mean, we're putting the bar in
2: next weekend.
0: Yeah, I want to save that. I was gonna. Yeah, well, I didn't I'm realize just Austin was gonna, coming tonight, but, yeah. but we'll, um, yeah, we'll next, deal week, with it next week. Next week. Next week we're making some pretty serious upgrades um, to the headquarters. Um, I got a little special treat I'll tell you guys about after this because it's could get wild. Um, Putting in a stripper pole? No, oh, baby, No, was not I was not <laughs> on the docket. Um,
2: now we just got to find some Amish strippers and we're good to go.
0: I think that's a, we're 193 episodes in. And I think that's the first time strippers have been brought up on the podcast. And they were Amish to boot. Yeah, Amish Strippers. Tell me another podcast that you heard that talk about. (laughs) Um, I guess on that note, I think we're going to go shoot our bows, which everybody else should be doing too. Everybody better be doing it because we're only a month away. Yeah. So you guys all know what to do. Get outside.